Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. I'm pleased by what the Lord has asked me to speak on. And I want to minister over the next little bit on this subject of the I am. The I am. And in Exodus chapter 3, God introduces himself to Moses by a name and in a manner that he was not known before. And in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 14, let's start in verse 13. And Moses said to God, Behold, when I am come to the children of Israel and shall say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And God said moreover to Moses, You shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you, this is my name forever, which is I am. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. I am. He said, who do I say sent me? What's his name? And he said, I am that I am. Now, there's some interesting things about this because I am is this. It's a blank check. Whatever you need God to be, that's what he is. I am this. I am your healer. I am your provider. I am your forgiver. I am your deliverer. I am your... Savior, I am your Father. I, whatever you need me to be, that's what I am. See, he had to ingrain within their thinking and within their mindset that whatever we need God to be, that's what he is. We're also told that in the Hebrew context, in the Hebrew mindset, this word I am was in triplicate. And it was used in this context when he says, I am, I am that yesterday, I am that today, and I am going to be that tomorrow. I am that I am that I am. In the Old Testament, we're going to look at some of this tonight. In the Old Testament, there were seven compound names of God. And each of them described something that not just that God 
uh, uh, was or that God did, but something that he was, something that he still is. In the Old Testament, there were seven compound names of God. In the New Testament, we find that all of those names of God in the Old Testament are found in the one name, Jesus, in the New Testament. So God said to, Abraham, to uh, Moses, he said, you tell them that I am. I am yesterday, I am today, and I am tomorrow. Whatever God has been for you in the past, you can expect for him to be for you today. And whatever he is today, you can expect for him to be that tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Oh, glory. So whatever I need him to be is what he will be. I am is the blank check. And he said this would be his name forever where his people are concerned. So whatever we need him to be, he is that right now. He is the I am. In Hebrews 13 and verse 8, notice what it says. Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday and today and forever. So for God in the Old Testament to be the I am yesterday, the I am today, the I am tomorrow or forever, Jesus Christ has to be the same I am yesterday, today, and forever. And he uses the word forever in the New Testament in Hebrews and in the book of Exodus. Except God said, you tell them that I am that I am has sent you, and this will be my name forever. In the New Testament, it says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Because when you understand the Godhead, when you understand the Trinity, and you understand the functions of the Godhead, then you understand something. That everything God is, Jesus is. Everything God is, the Holy Spirit is. Every attribute that, that the Bible ascribes to the Holy Spirit is found in God the Father and God the Son. Every attribute that's found in God the Father is found in God the Son and God the Holy Spirit because they are inseparable. These three are one. They function as one. They think as one. They act as one. They are in perfect unison. And when, when the Old Testament says, I am is going to be my name forever, then when you hear the name Jesus, he said he's the same. Well, Jesus is not just the same. The Father's the same. The Holy Spirit is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. So every attribute that you see in the Old Covenant, you see in the New concerning Jesus. Hallelujah. God does not have to become something. He's currently right now all we need Him to be. Why? Because God is forever connected to the name I am. He's forever connected to it. It constantly updates itself. He's not the God I was, the great I was. He's the great I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now notice this. Notice in John chapter 8. Thank you, Father. John chapter 8. Hallelujah. <coughs> and uh, verse 58. 
Let's start in verse 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews to him, You're not 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily or truly, truly, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Why didn't he say, before Abraham was, I was? Because the Messiah had to be God. Hallelujah. And he said, before Abraham was, I am. I am the same as I was in that day. In John chapter 18. And verse 5. Thank you, Lord. Verse 4, it says, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Who do you seek, or whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am. I am. And Judas, who betrayed him, stood with them. And as soon as he had said unto them, I am, they went backward and fell to the ground. Now, I know in the King James Bible we see, I am he. But the word he is in italics. Was not there in the original manuscript. I'm not taking anything out just to prove my point. What I'm saying is that was not there originally. There was a power unleashed when Jesus used the name that he was called by in the beginning, when Jesus used the name that he is forever connected to, there was a power released that only the I am could produce. Most estimates say that there were around 600 soldiers that went to get Jesus. 600 for one guy. Amen. And it says the moment he said, I am, notice what it says. It says, they went backward and fell to the ground. That word backward, they didn't just back up. The, the word is they staggered and fell like a drunk man. There was a force that was unleashed when he said, I am. Amen. And they didn't just fall. The word defines a corpse. They fell like a dead man. Amen. Why? The same power was unleashed when he said, I am, that split the Red Sea, that brought the walls of Jericho down, that created a universe out of nothing. Because he's using the name, I am. And he's saying, I want you to know that I'm not just some sandy prophet from Nazareth. I'm not just a carpenter's son. I'm not just a teacher in the synagogue. I want you to know something, that you're about to arrest Almighty God, and you're about to take me to Pilate, and God is about to give His life, and I'm showing you that if I didn't let you take me, you couldn't take me. I am! Hallelujah! Glory to God! When you bring the I am to your situation, your problems stagger and fall. They fall on their back 
and they can't get up because they're not just dealing with you as a believer. They're dealing with Almighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The I am was in that garden. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. <laughs> then he asked him again, <laughs> Who do you seek? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. Notice what he said I've told you, I am. If you seek me, let these go their way. I don't know, that just would be a little intimidating to me. You going to ask him again? <laughs> I am. But you think about that. The entire authority of the Godhead was unleashed in that, in that garden. Amen. The enemy needs to know that when he's dealing with you, he's not just dealing with a person. He's dealing with somebody that has the I am on the inside of them. And whatever he needs me to be, that's whatever I need him to be, that's what he'll be. Amen. Remember what Jesus told Pilate? Pilate said, look, you're not talking to me. He said, don't you know I have the power to take your life or set you free? And what Jesus said, speaking as the I am, he said, you don't have any power over me at all. Only the power that was given to you of my father. Right now, he said, I could call 12 legions of angels. Right now, 72,000 angels. And they would come and deliver me. In other words, I don't need your help. I don't need you to deliver me. I can deliver myself. But because I'm the I am, I'm here as the sacrifice. I'm here as the payment. I'm here as the ransom. And the I am is going to carry that cross. The I am is going to be nailed to it. The I am is going to give his life. Glory. Thank you, Lord. In every one of those names, God reveals an aspect of himself. Look at Genesis 22. Genesis 22, Lord, I give you the glory. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 22 and 14. This is, of course, after Abraham had taken Isaac to Mount Moriah. And when Abraham had seen the ram and found the ram, it says, Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Now, Jehovah-Jireh, of course, we sing that song, the Lord will provide. But what it actually means is that the Lord will see and the Lord will provide. So the simple term, term of this is that God will see a need in your life, but he never sees a need that he will not provide for. Because at his core is the I am. And when the I am sees a need, the I am wants to provide. 
So Abraham, who obeyed God and did what God asked him to do, very willingly took his son to the mountain and accompanying him to the mountain was the I am. The I am was already prepared to meet the need because of the obedience and the willingness of Abraham. So when the Jehovah Jireh is not just God will provide, but God will see and God will provide. Say it out loud. God will see and God will provide. So whatever you need, the I am will see and the I am will provide. It doesn't matter how big it is, the I am has it because his power encased in that name Jesus that produces the power of the I am in our life, it will move to whatever extent I need it to move, no matter what the issue is in my body, no matter what the issue is in my family, no matter what it is in my finances, the I am will move to that level that I need it to move. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. The Lord will see and the Lord will provide. Look at Matthew 14, because we see this in Jesus. Hallelujah. <coughs> Matthew 14 and verse 20. You remember they brought the 5,000 men besides women and children? Hallelujah. And Jesus saw the need. And he said in verse 19, command the men, the multitude to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained 12 baskets full and they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. The, women, the, the, the people were there. And Jesus said, in one case, he said, I'm not willing to send them away fasting. Be sure that you feed them. And they said, where are we going to get enough to feed these two? Where are we going to get enough to, where, where are we going to get what we need to feed these 200 penny worth of bread will not fulfill the need. Where are we going to get it? Where are we going to supply for them from? And the I am said, bring what you have to me and I will see the need and I'll provide the need. Glory to God. You just bring it to me and I'll see and I'll provide. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whatever needs to be provided. Notice Exodus 17. <coughs> Exodus 17. And verse 15. And of course this is when uh, Moses had held his hands up. Uh, Aaron and Hur had helped him, and they had defeated Amalek. Verse 15, And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi, or the Lord 
our banner. The Lord, our victory. I am your victory. I am your victory. Whatever you need a victory in, the I am is the source of that. The banner is the statement. We have the victory in this situation. The Lord is my victory. Amen. So what does that mean? I don't, that's why the Bible says it's not by your might and not by your power, but by my spirit, says God. It's not what you can do or what you can't do. You may be looking at a situation that you can't fix. That's okay. You have the I am who is your banner and is your victory. Oh, glory. Glory to God. Colossians chapter 2. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. And uh, verse 15, speaking of Jesus, in the Old Testament, He is our victory. In the New Testament, and having spoiled principalities and powers, He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Amen. The Phillips translation says that he exposed them as empty and defeated, powerless. When the I am shows up, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. They will be exposed as hopeless, helpless, empty, and unable to do anything. And as new covenant believers, the power of the I am is found in the name Jesus. He exposed them as unable to do anything to you. Think about that. Now, very often you'll, they'll talk about people, maybe someone that was a, a boxer or a fighter. And he'll get in a ring with somebody who's very uh, uh, experienced or talented. And they'll use this phrase. Well, we thought he was this. But when he fought him, he was exposed. He doesn't have a good jab or he's got a weak chin or whatever, right? <laughs> when Jesus entered into combat with the devil, he exposed him. That he's weak and powerless and defeated. Our victory. He is our victory. Oh, glory. Amen. Look at Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Hallelujah. Psalm 23 and 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Jehovah Ra. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now that's twofold. It's, notice it's saying this. Look at the verbiage. Look at the way it's written. Look at the punctuation. The Lord is my shepherd. So we could right there after shepherd put the word so. The Lord is my shepherd, so I shall not want. The Lord, Jehovah Ra, the I am is my shepherd. Therefore, I shall not want. 
Why? Because every name of God builds on the other names of God. You shall not want because God is the God who sees and will provide. If he sees you in want, he will provide the want. So the Lord Jehovah Ra, who is also Jehovah Jireh, who is also Jehovah Nisi, will see my need and I will not want because he is my shepherd. Hallelujah. John 10. John 10. Oh. He made a way. He made a way. He made a way for me. Hallelujah. Every time I turn around, He's making a way. Every time. Hallelujah. When I was down to my very last time, He did it. He made a way. Hallelujah. John chapter 10 and 11. I am, the, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. In the Old Testament, Jehovah Ra, the Lord is my shepherd. In the New Testament, I'm the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I will not want. I will not want. I will not enter into want. I will not enter into lack. I will not enter into insufficiency. Because the Lord, the I am, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Ra, is my shepherd. And I won't want. Tell your neighbor, I will not want. Tell them, with the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Shall is a term of will. It's also a covenant term. I'm saying I make the decision I'm not going to want. But based on this, the Lord's my shepherd. The Lord's my shepherd. I will not want. Hallelujah. Notice Judges 6. Judges 6. There's much here. You can't preach on it in a couple weeks. Let alone a couple hours. Verse 24. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord. And called it Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Mashalem. Unto this day, it is yet in Ophrah of the Abazrites. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is my peace. But important to see this. Mashalem, Shalom, very different from what we think of peace. When we hear peace, we think tranquility, freedom from frustration. Mashalem, shalom, the easiest way to define it is no thing missing, no thing broken. 
but it defines a wholeness. It pictures a completeness. When the woman came to the Shunammite, came to Elijah, because her son had died. When you read it in the King James, the prophet said, go ask her, is it well with her? Is it well with her husband? Is it well with her son? The Hebrew says this, is there peace in those areas? Is there completeness? Are you whole? And she said, there's peace. Wait a minute, son's dead. There's not peace. There was for her. Because when her son died, she took him back to the place where she received the promise. She took him back to the place where the word of God had declared to her, about this time next year, you're going to have a son. So she did not just bury her boy. She took him back and laid him on the promise of God that God had given her. When you look at this, Jehovah Mashalem, Jehovah Shalom, I am to be complete. I am to be entire. I am to be nothing missing, nothing broken in my life. Why? Because Jehovah Shalom is my shepherd. And I will not want. Not just sustenance. Not just finances. I will not want peace. I will not want for security. I will not want for tranquility. I will have a whole life. Amen. Hallelujah. When Jethro met Moses in the book of Exodus, it says he came and asked him of his peace. Is there peace? Over and over again, you see that through the word. And God says here in the Old Testament, I am your peace. Amen. Look at the book of Isaiah, referencing Jesus. Isaiah chapter 9. And uh, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder, you sh and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. So the Lord is my peace. Right now, currently, more than restful emotion. It's a condition of protection. It's a condition of health and strength and blessing. He is that right now. In what? In what person? Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. And uh, verse 6. In his days Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called. The Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Tzid Kenu. T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. Jehovah Tzid Kenu. The Lord our righteousness. Hallelujah. He is our righteousness. Whatever I need him to be, he is that. 
Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 5. And 21. For he, God, hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In who? In Christ. In the I am. In Jehovah my righteousness. 1 Corinthians 1 and 30. Notice. Hallelujah. But of Him, of God, this is important. Of denoting origin, denoting where a thing came from. Of Him are ye. I am of God. Now this is important. Because if I'm of God, I have access to everything that I'm talking about in, the, in this message. Everything. Because I'm of God. The, what made Jesus such a formidable foe to the enemy was his knowledge of who he was in God. His knowledge of who he was in the Father. When he stepped up in that garden and said, I am more than just saying that he was God in the flesh. He was saying, I know what I possess and I know the power that I have and what can be unleashed. Because of who you are in Christ, you are of God made something. Whatever your natural heritage is, that's who, what you are of naturally, but it's not who you are of. Of Him, God, are you in Christ, who of God, is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Hallelujah. Not trying to be righteous, I am righteous. Why? Because I have the I am on the inside of me and whatever I need him to be, he is. And when I got born again, I needed him to be righteousness for me and he became righteous for me. He became sin for me. He became righteous for me. And then instead of labeling me with my sin, he took my sin and labeled me with his righteousness. Hallelujah. I'm branded. I'm marked. I'm set apart as righteous in God's sight. And he is my righteousness. My actions are not my righteousness. My feelings are not my righteousness. Hallelujah. The Lord, Jehovah to Sid Canoe, is my righteousness. Fulfilled and brought to pass in the person of Jesus Christ. Oh, glory. Ezekiel 48. Ezekiel 48. And uh, verse 35. You will fall in love with God reading the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 48. And verse 35. It was round about 18,000 measures. And the name of the city... From that day shall be the Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah. 
Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. The Lord is there. Now there's an interesting thing. In the scriptures we read this. We read the catalog of David's mighty men. And it tells us a story. It says that there was a time when the Philistines came during the harvest season of Israel and that when they came into the land, all the people of Israel fled. But it said at that point there was a gentleman, a guy that got fed up. Do you remember his name? The Bible says his name was Shammah. And he stood, the Bible says, in a patch of lentils. Why is this so important? Because Shammah's name meant the Lord is present. The Lord is there. See, very often we say, well, God will never leave me. Jesus will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And we'll, we'll sing songs, Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear the thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble, when the winds of this world, they're blowing strong. Well, he is with us. Why? He's the I am. The Lord is there. See, when you read things in the scripture, it says that God is faithful. Why? Because he cannot deny himself. When God has put himself out there in the form of a name, he's saying, I can be identified by this name. And for you as the New Testament believer, I am there with you wherever you're at. Never alone. Hallelujah. And the Bible says... Because Shammah, the Lord is there, was willing to make a stand. He wrought a great deliverance in Israel. One man. Hallelujah. Notice Matthew 18. Mm. Hallelujah. Oh, what joy came to me. When I knew that I was free, when my Savior found me, put his arms around me, oh, what joy came to me. Matthew 18 and 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There's no name of God in the Old Testament that you cannot find a counterpoint concerning Jesus in the New Testament. Because you can't separate them. If God says, I'm there, Jesus is there. If Jesus says, I'm there, God's there. If God says, I'm there, the Holy Spirit's there. If the Holy Spirit says, I'm there, Jesus is there. I am. I am whatever you need me to be. And Jesus says, if there's just two of you gathered together in my name, I'm there. Why? Because all the names of God build on the previous names of God. He is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why will I not want? Because he'll see and he'll provide. Whatever I need, I needed to be righteous, and he made me the righteousness of God in Christ because that's what he is. 
I needed peace with God and because God is my peace and Jesus reconciled me to the Father, then I received that peace. And now whatever I need Him to be, He's there. He is there. Glory to God. Exodus 15, 26. Now you say, well, pastor, you know, uh, all believers should believe that Jesus was there. Then why do you hear good word of faith people praying like this? Lord, just reach down your hand and touch us. Oh, just come down, Jesus. Uh, Jesus isn't coming down. Read the Bible. What's it say? Who will ascend into heaven and bring Christ down to the earth? Or who will ascend to the deep and bring Christ up from the, from the depths? No, not going to happen. Why? Because he's here. He doesn't need to come down. He's here. When, when a person prays a prayer like that, they deny the existence of the presence of the I am. That's important. Amen. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry while on others thou art calling. Do not pass me by like he would. Oh, that's one of my favorite songs. Get rid of it. Get it out of your rotation. He's not passing anybody by. Nobody that, nobody, nobody that reaches out to him with a pure heart. Nobody that reaches out to him in the power of faith. Amen. Do you see that? Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Wherever I am, the Lord is there. Wherever I'm at. But you'll hear people pray, Lord, be with us on our trip. Like he's going to want to stay home. Ah, y'all going, I'm not going. Rusty don't stop at the bathroom enough. I, now I'm giving Rusty a hard time because he drove 16 hours to be back for church today and stopped twice. We know Amy wasn't with him. Now, I, I'm not being a male chauvinist. It's just the way it is. When I, don't have, when I have Pastor Michelle and Lily with me, it takes about almost seven hours to get here. When it's just me, I can do it in five and a half. I got to break a few Caesar law to do that, but <laughs> amen. Stop. Why you want to stop? Why, why you got to stop? Amen. That's just my opinion. But people will pray like that. Oh, Lord, be with us on our trip. Well, are you going on the trip? Oh, yeah. Well, he's there. I said he's there. Oh, Lord, protect us tonight while we sleep. Well, he says he never sleeps or slumbers. Amen. What, what's, what's the better way? Father, thank you that you're here. Thank you 
that you are in our presence. Thank you, Father. Amen. Now, that sounds simple. Definition of terms is so important. If, if he is whatever you need him to be, then he's right here right now. And he's going to be home when you get there. And he's going to go to work with you in the morning. Not riding along on the side of the car in you. Glory to God. Exodus 15 <laughs> and 26. And this is the Lord. The Lord said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his sight and give ear to all his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases which I have brought on me that I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth you. I am Jehovah Rapha. I'm the Lord that heals you. Notice, it's not just something he does, it's something he is. He is, now this is important, because remember, I am, I am is always present. You can't be I am a while ago. I am the what? The Lord that heals you. Notice something, Matthew chapter 12. Thank you, Father. Whew. Matthew 12 and 15. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from there, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. He healed them all. All. He said, I'll take sickness from your midst because I'm the Lord that heals you. Luke 6. Hallelujah. And uh, verse 19, and the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue or power out of him and healed them all. The Woosh Bible says, and was healing them all. Uh, Luke 18 and verse 17. Hallelujah. Actually, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Matthew 14 and verse 36. Thank you, Lord. Verse 35, when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased. And besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. The Lord who heals, the Lord our healer. Every one of these names are connected to the I am, and every one of these names is found in the name of Jesus. Every one of them. I am your healer. I am your righteousness. I am there. I am the one this season will provide. 
as I'm wrapping this up, the greatest, one of the greatest tricks of the enemy is to try to get people to believe that somehow God knows what they're going through and yet there's nothing being done. The greatest thing that you can do is put your faith in what God says he is. If God says, I am your provider, then he is. Put your faith in that. If God says, I am your healer, then he is. Put your faith in that. If God says, I am present, then he's right here right now. I remember one time I was, I was praying for people. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not, I'm not uh, running anyone down. But it's just the way it was. And I, and I had people up here I was praying and there was a gentleman standing right here. He was, uh, at that time, he was, he was on staff. And uh, I was praying, and I got to him. And, and when I began to pray for him, he said, I just feel so cold. I feel so alone. Here's something to understand. Number one, feelings are always secondary. There's not anyone under the sound of my voice that has not had to sometime live your life and your walk with God by faith. Because the reality of it is, I'm not going to get up every day and feel, if I can say it this way, feel saved. How do you feel saved? Oh, well, it's joyful and it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Right? I mean, it is. It, it, it produces joy and unspeakable joy to know that you're saved. But you don't get every, up every morning just thinking, my God, you know, I just feel like Superman. And How do you feel saved? It's like, how do you feel married? I don't know, tell me. What does it feel like to be married? Let me ask you this. What's it feel like to be a guy? <laughs> well, what does it feel like to be a woman? No, you just are a guy. There's no feeling to it. Is that right? It's like the man asked, the, the man asked a Jewish guy one time. He said, uh, he said uh, 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 what does it, uh, you know, how, how what, what does it feel like to be prosperous? And he said, uh, I don't understand the question. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm a Jew. We're just, we just prosper. Just what we do. You are a believer. Did you put your faith in Jesus? Then feelings are secondary. If God said, I will see and I will provide, then right now he's working on your provision. Why? Because either God cannot deny himself. Either he's doing that or he lied to you. And Titus 1 says, God who created the universe, who cannot lie. So he said, I will see and I will provide. He said, I will be there. I am there. The I am updates. Jehovah, the word when, when he said Jehovah Shammah, I am there, that's his name. But it's incorporated and encompassed with the I am. Jesus said, wherever two or three of you are gathered in my name, I'm there. So you bring all those names over into the present through the I am. 
Jehovah Shammah is not something he will be. It's something that he is. He is here now. When you go to bed tonight, he is there now. Amen. So if he sees it, he'll provide it. My job, your job, is keep ourselves in a position to believe that he is who he said he is. He is that. He is that. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. So, the Lord says, don't be dismayed. Don't be distraught. Don't be overcome, overwhelmed. Oh, Lord, I'll say just that. Understand that 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 you may have dealt with, that that may have tried to bombard your mind, you will see it again no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For tonight it ends. Oh, glory. Lord, I received. There it went. There it went. I'm telling you, that just left you like a bird flying away. Oh, I see that, Lord. Now, devil, listen to me. You're going to have to let him go. Mm. You're going to have to let him go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now, under the sound of my voice, let him go. Hallelujah. You will see that again no more. And every time the enemy, now, now I want to I explain this. When I say the enemy's got to let you go, a Christian cannot be demon possessed, not in their spirit. But the enemy can try to oppress your mind and oppress your body. When I said let them go, many in here felt that freedom come. That was just that oppression lifting. Now here's the thing. Keep the door shut. Don't ever let it back in. Don't ever let it back in. Because you're free. You're free. And it's not because of me. It's because he's here. He's present. He wants you to be free. Hallelujah. And remember something as we're closing. Remember this. That the enemy will always try what he's always tried. He doesn't have anything new. It's the same old thing. That's why it works. Because that's why he said be sober-minded, be vigilant. And be on guard because he's going he's gonna to move. He's going to operate the same way. And I've noticed that over the years. There used to be a minister that I have great respect for. I'm not can, being critical. have great respect for this person. But they would say something. They would say, it seems like every 
five years, we would go through an attack. And one day I was listening to that and I thought, but that's saying that every five years, the enemy just kind of gets his way. Now, they always overcame. But later on, I, I heard this person's spouse say that they used to, it seemed that that was the case, and they said, she said, finally, we got to the point that I figured something out. I got to quit expecting that battle every five years. I just got to stand against it consistently. Now, I'm, I'm teaching you as your pastor, but I'm also teaching you to some, about from, some, from the standpoint, I got to walk this out too. You know, preachers don't preach things because they're immune from them. We preach it because it's in the Word and we got to walk it out. Amen. No, well, Pastor, you mean the enemy tries to attack your mind? Are you breathing? <laughs> as long as you're breathing, he's going to try to attack your mind in some fashion. And the more we know about it, the less fearful he sounds. Amen. But I declare tonight, you're free. I'm free. We're free. Hallelujah. 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 Because the Lord says there's others that needs to hear your voice. There's those that need to be called out of darkness into the marvelous light. And it's your voice that I want to use to do that. And it's your actions that I want to use to prove how much I love people. So stand your guard. Stand strong. Be vigilant. For this day and this age that we have come to, I need strong people that understand who they are in Christ and will not take a back seat to the devil and will not take a back seat to the situation, but will stand strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And so therefore tonight I have freed you from the chains. I have freed you from the bondage. I have freed you from the oppression. Go not back into Egypt. Go not back into bondage. For he that the Son has set free and made free is free indeed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.